podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Champions League post-match show. Uh, I'm your host, Guy Drinkle, as usual, and I have one of my... I'm going I'm to have to start calling you a regular guest. Sam Evans, how are you doing, Sam? Very good, mate. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, I'd, I think it'd be impossible not to be, but just a weird feeling after that last few ten uh, minutes or so. But anyway... Uh, we'll... Come on, mate. Plenty of positivity today. <laughs> come on. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And joining me, I think this, this is definitely his first time on this pod. I think it's like your second one um, overall. But uh, joining us is Stefan Vasilev, um, part of the writer crew. How are you doing, Stefan? I'm conflicted, but happy. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good way of summing it up. I think it is, but more happy more happy than conflicted, I hope. But um, we'll, cr- we'll crack on with the, uh, with the boring bit, the team news. Some probably the only debate was who was starting in midfield, really. Um, were you happy with the team? Yeah, well, it's, it's perfect. Um, you know, it, When I say perfect, we could get some better players in, but not right now. Uh, when we saw the team, it was pretty much exactly as I expected. The only change being Henderson in because he's no longer banned. So, uh, you know, what we did to Man City, if we put the exact same team in, but swap uh, Wijnaldum for Henderson... I was going to be very happy going into this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Stefan, coming at you, obviously, the start of the match, it's it's not it's not going all that way. I mean, Roma seem to be doing okay in, in general. But then um, we get an injury to Oxlade-Chamberlain. It looks like quite a bad one, because obviously getting stretched off and stuff like that. And then we see Ginny Wijnaldemont. Um Just your thoughts at that point, really. Oh, I think when Ox got injured, the team kind of got rattled, and mm-hmm. that gave Roma a bit of a boost. But then, I think it took around five minutes to kind of shake it off, and then we were off to the races. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, come back to you, Sam. Just when Ox went off, I mean, he's really stepped up on this Champions League campaign, hasn't he? Um, were you worried at all? Well, yeah, he's been great. He's he's just so dynamic and explosive is it really helps us when we're on our breaks you know with with that front three when you got him just behind them as well we're so exciting so as soon as i saw the way he went down i i instantly winced and i actually refused to watch the first two replays because mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm that i i don't like it at all you know and i'm a bit worried he's done what i like to call a sam evans which is the uh crew shirt uh, the acl so i'm a bit I don't know if there's been any news. I haven't seen any interviews after, so I haven't heard anything. Is he is he all right? Do we know? Um, I haven't seen anything yet. I've just saw. Uh, I was just listening to Henderson there, just talking about the stop playing football and stuff in the second half. But no, I haven't seen mm. anything yet. Um, but it did look like a worry, especially for a, a a player with Ox's history of injuries and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so. um, mate. You know the worst thing is I did a pod last week 
and that exact question came up. Uh, it was on the right, there's one, and Tom Holmes asked me, do I think his injury problems are behind him? And I, you know, I was, I actually said touch wood, you know, he's, he's a lot better, but to be fair to him, this was just a complete impact injury. It was just the way he twisted. It's nothing to do with his injury record. Anyone mm-hmm. would have been injured with that. You know, his leg went, it seemed to go the wrong way. I didn't, it didn't look good, put it that way. So I, I was hoping it was just an impact injury and it was a dead leg initially, but when you saw the replays, it didn't seem to go on a natural angle. So I'm a bit worried that might be the end of his season. The question is there, Sam. Did you actually touch wood? <laughs> I did I did t- touch wood when I said that, so I'm not getting the blame. Okay, I'll, um, I'll let you off then. I'll let you off. But, but what, you know, what I will say, right, he, he went off and uh, Stefan's bang on there. We had a little five-minute wobble. You know, we had a really slow start in the game, but after the five-minute wobble, I really thought Wijnaldum stepped up a lot and mm-hmm. somehow... We just kind of took a grip of the game all of a sudden, and then you know, from there on in, we absolutely smashed them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Stefan, I'll come back to you. I can't remember what minute it was. I think it seemed pretty early on in the game. Uh, I think it may have been first twenty minutes or so. Um, Roma were kind of not dominating, but they were they playing their fair part. And we see, um, I can't remember who took the shot. It might have been Strootman. Um, and Carius has uh, a massive it was wobble. Collar was it? Collar yeah. right. And we see Carius have a have a wobble. I mean, I thought that was going to set the tone for the match myself, but boy, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit worried also because I think we have, uh, but I think Vandex changed that. We we were used to having mm-hmm. panic in our defensive actions and everything, so. Once you see that, it's like, okay, it's Minule and Lovren and uh, go to rail all yeah. over again. Because yeah. we've seen it so much in the last, I don't know, five years, maybe maybe even more. So it's, it's I think, normal to be worried. But now with Van Dyke, I think he he, he really brings uh, a calm demeanor to our defense. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed this game, everybody was shouting at each other. I, I saw Henderson shouting at someone, then Kari was shouting at Van Dyke when Van Dyke kind of went under him. Uh, Ginny was shouting at Trent at one point. Yeah. And, yeah. and I like that. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think the one at the end when it was Carius, uh, I think he was going to fight Van Dyke for a little bit and then he realised it was Van Dyke. <laughs> but no, it, it's good to see that people can be uh, held accountable in our team. There's no. There's no um, superiority figure. I mean, we've seen them in some of the teams. Like, could you imagine a Man United defender having a go at De Gea? It'd be like, man, he's the only reason. Like, you're a good team. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think it, it, it's good to see that um, <clears throat> there is accountability in our team, especially on the pitch, because we've we've lacked that at times. Previously, it was all about Klopp and stuff like that, but now we see players um, giving each other. Criticism, constructive criticism, whatever, but it, it, it is really nice to see. But Sam, did you watch it in the pub again? <laughs> You're making me sound like an alcoholic. The last time I watched it in the pub, I actually didn't drink alcohol. So, um, But no, I watched it over my brother's house. Oh. Um, I, I just want to say, we're a bit down on this, guys. We're, we've just we're won into it. five... We've got... We've won... Five goals to two in the semi-finals of the Champions League. 
in the first leg. I, w- I, was, building put it in... I was building up to it. <laughs> I thought you'd be in the pub, so I was going to ask oh, you how man. the pub reacted when Carrius did that save. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know it's inevitable, right? That's the way football works. Is you know, it's, it's the end of the game can kind of contribute to your overall mood at the end. And I think a, a lot of people might be a bit flat after that because we've just given them a way back into the game when it should be absolutely dead. And, you know, fair play to Lover and he's done a great job there. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and I think the pen was really harsh as well. But, it was, it was. You know, but, you know, we have just blown them away. We could have scored 10 today and that's not an exaggeration at all. We could have scored 10 goals today. Winalda missed a sitter. You know, it, it's... There's Man, loads Man of chances could have today. Had 20 himself. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we are a special team, guys. And let's try not to dwell on the negatives when we're watching something this amazing. You're not going to see anything better in your lifetime as a supporter of a football team. So let's just bloody enjoy it while we can. Well, absolutely. I mean, shall we? Shall we get onto the good stuff then? Shall we? I was yes, trying, please. I was yes, please. <laughs> Sorry, but I've stolen your thunder there. Uh, Sorry, pal. Uh, but I'll, I'll stick with you then, Sam. Um, are you running out of words for more Salah? Yes, uh, absolutely. He, he's he's getting better. It, it's it's. Don't, I don't know whether because his reputation is just increasing, but you just can't get near the guy. It's 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 unbelievable. He's making good defenders look like absolute amateurs sometimes. It's it's just incredible the stuff that he does. Some of the touches today it it's it's him and Firmino today. Some of the touches on the counter attack, they're inch perfect and it's literally six inches to the other side the the, the attack's gone. So these guys again they absolutely bang on. There was there's one for his second goal where he just plucks it out of the sky, a little nudge on to Firmino, which turned out to be a through ball and then he just absolutely scarpers, and Firmino puts him through for the goal. But it, it's just incredible what the guy's doing at the moment. He's so full of confidence. You know, just to compare, I thought, man, it was good and everything. But th- when it comes to the crunch, he hasn't got the same standard of kill- killer instinct mm-hmm. that Salah has. He is fantastic, man, don't get me wrong. But this guy's from a different planet. He is doing stuff that only Messi and Ronaldo has been doing over the last 10 years. And that is, this is the first season of him in this Liverpool side. So, you know, I'm I'm, half, I'm confident we'll be keeping hold of this guy at least for next season. And the sky's the limit next season, mate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the only thing with uh, Mo Salah is that he's finally going to have to play World Cup as well in the summer. So he's not going to get a break, but... On this form, I mean, he's going to break some records for most in a year or something like that. Uh, I, yeah. was talk- I was talking to my mates who I had run for the game, and they were saying, "Oh, but Egypt should go out early in the early in the World Cup." I was like, "No, they've got a pretty weak group, so they could go." For yeah, that. but he's just having such a wonderful season. Um, he's not he's not human, mate. So don't worry about it. He'll just play the World Cup, and he'll come back, and he'll be the best player in the league again. Don't worry about it. it. Since he's met James Milner, he's just became a robot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's contagious. <laughs> Oh, but Stefan, coming to you, I mean, running out of words for this man, but Jesus, the first goal, I mean, that's, it, it's Manolas who's marking him, who is, who's known to be an excellent defender in, in Italy, and obviously he's been linked with us, man, I think he's been linked with United as well, and he just literally made him look like an amateur, as, uh, as Sam said, it's, it's just scary how good this bloke is, and how good was that first goal? I mean, the first goal was 
he had, I think, three people around him. And then the ball went like a meter over the keeper, right into the corner. Like, incredible. Mm-hmm. Even on the second goal, when Mane got that one-on-one, I was thinking Mo would have chipped that. And then Mo mm-hmm. got the exact same situation <laughs> and actually chipped it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he scored like three chipped goals in his last three games, which is <laughs> amazing. But just, I don't know, I, I'm out, I, I'm out of words for him. It's, I mean, we are, we are going to have to write a new, probably Owen Hargreaves. And if if you don't have if you don't have British TV, Owen Hargreaves loves a bit of hyperbole on uh, on BT commentary. Unfortunately, wasn't there today. <laughs> but uh, everyone is brilliant. Everyone. But we we need a dictionary sponsored by him. I honestly don't know how you can be hyperbolic about Mo. Oh. You need an alien language for him. It's. Uh, it, it's taken the mick. It's literally just startling how good he is. I mean, I thought I'd never see anyone as good as, as Suarez again. I mean, Suarez is bloody brilliant, but this is just scary form from this bloke. It's um, it's unbloody un- real. Um, if Mo was getting the penalties Suarez was getting, mm. we would have scored 100 goals already in the league this season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing possibly you could say about Salah is that he's too nice <laughs> whereas Suarez a dive or fight people or bite people <laughs> uh, it's just a bit mad but if, if Salah learnt how to dive I mean as you said 100 plus goals would be pretty damn easy by this point but it, it's just mad it's just absolutely mad and um, Sam coming to you that second goal I mean I think we'd mention it literally every podcast nowadays this chip goal of his is just becoming it's just becoming routine isn't it he he just has a knack of sending the opposition keeper for a hot dog. You know, he he's, he does that little body swerve. They're convinced he's hitting it to one side. And then it's just that little dainty little chip at the end. And the guy's gone the wrong way and he's on his ass. And it's, it, it's an absolute joy to behold. His finishing at the moment, you're, you're witnessing a really confident player and it's just you've got you're in no doubt he's going to put it away these days. It's just incredible, and you you could see Allison in goal, and he was just like punching the floor. He just didn't know what to do because you know he probably shouldn't have come out the keeper, but once he did, Salah knew exactly what he was going to do, mate. And it was you know the build up up to it as well was absolutely exquisite. I thought Firmino was brilliant for that goal. He's. I thought he was immense today. I, if it, if it wasn't for Salah being superhuman, I think Firmino would be having it today, mate, as as the man of the match, you know. But uh, yes, I, I think I'll be watching that on on repeat when I'm in work tomorrow. I think that goal. I mean, if you like really want, if you really want to have an exciting time at work, just watch all of Salah's goal from the from the season. I mean, it might it might take up the whole day, but it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's bloody brilliant. And that that second goal, I mean, <clears throat> I, I really, <laughs> it's hard for people who podcast, but it, it, it's just stunning. It's just bloody stunning how good he is. Really is. Um, so that that was basically the first half. Um, the second half was a bit more manic. Um, but just just your thoughts at half time, Sam. I mean, we saw the the game against um, City. I think we were three 0 at half time that time. I mean. This is Liverpool Football Club who've been pretty inconsistent and especially in Europe, crap in Europe for nearly 10 years now. 
and we're doing this in a European Cup semi-final. It's mental. The, the, the mad thing about this club is, and I, I just felt it, if we get qualified for the Champions League, I was saying it last season, if we get top four, I thought we'd do really well in the competition. It's just, it's the competition for this club. It, it's the history and everything. I don't know what happens, but the magic just comes out. And under Klopp, we are playing such fantastic attacking football. It, it, it suits the European game as well. So, you know, half time today, we were 2-0 up, but I was almost thinking, how oh, we might rue some of the chances we missed because I genuinely thought <laughs> we could have been, we could have been 5-0 up at half time. And, you know, I, I try not to let these negative thoughts come into my head because I need to appreciate what we're seeing. We're almost getting too complacent with how amazing we are and how many goals we're scoring. It, it, there's always going to be a few negative thoughts because we have got guys who will just concede silly goals like Lovren today. But in the grand scheme of things, mate, this is incredible stuff. So at halftime, I was really, really happy. And I was just thinking, just keep a clean sheet today, guys. You know, get maybe nick a third and keep a clean sheet. You know, it's, it's not to be at the end, but we're going away from home now with a three-goal cushion. And do you fancy keeping this side out from scoring in the away leg? Um, maybe if I was like the nineties Milan team. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, need to no. Roma need to attack us from the get go. Yeah. That plays into our hands as well, mate. That's the yeah. thing. But uh, talking about how this club is just amazing in Europe, club still hasn't lost a home game in Europe. I wrote an article about it before the Porto game and actually uh, looked up the, all the stats. Club hasn't lost a game at Anfield in Europe yet. Mm. And That's since we're, <laughs> we're not playing again at Anfield this season, whatever happens in Rome, it's two straight campaigns without a, a loss at Anfield. That that that's mightily impressive. I mean, <clears throat> you can build you can build clubs on your home form. You really can. I mean, just I think Mourinho has basically some yeah Mourinho will make a career of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he played United, Dortmund, <laughs> and Villarreal in the Europa League. Yeah, and now yeah. played Man City and Roma. So. Yeah. We are unbeaten in Europe full stop this season, guys, away from home as well. You know, so the the narrative now seems to be, oh, Roma have, have done that comeback against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's, you know, that was such a freak incident and everyone seems to be panicking that that's going to happen. We haven't even lost this season yet in, in the Champions League full stop. We need to lose by three goals and not score. So, you know, we shouldn't be panicking. We should be just buzzing and enjoying this. Absolutely. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure we're still the top goal scorers in the competition as well. Um, which is pretty damn impressive considering you've got Real Madrid who basically only have this competition left for the season. Um, got Ronaldo who this competition is. This, this is him. <laughs> this is his competition. And, and you got, you got guys like Mo Salah who cost 30 odd million Mane, Firmino, James Bloody Milner, <laughs> just up there in every statistic going. James Milner got another assist today, I know, so that's, I know. It's that's breaking the record actually, which probably will get unnoticed because of more. And it just confirms that James Milner is the best player in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Stefan, coming to you, I mean, 
just going into the second half, uh, pretty much carry on from where we were at the end of the second half with the two goals, and then we score um, ten minutes after the break with what I'd call a FIFA goal, where you just cross it, pass it across the box for a <laughs> tapping. Uh, Mane finally <laughs> scores his goal after his hundred, hundred missed chances, but um, just on fire, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, there's we've had like two seven nils, five nil. I, I don't know how many times we've scored over three goals, and I think we have only one nil, but only one one nil in the whole season. So <laughs> this is just this team. That's how that's how they do. And we're actually good defensively now with Van Dijk, which is I think scary. I think there's a lot of momentum to build up to in the future. As long as we hold on to to everybody, we're going to be just fine for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know, I know, we've mentioned it. I'll, I'll, I'll not mention the fourth goal yet. Um, but Sam coming to you, Stefan's mentioned that we're good defensively. There, I'm gonna try and get. I'm trying to in- balance out the negative here. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you've mentioned it a couple of times. We've, we've still got players like Lovren, and I mean, he was having a good game, and then. The big moment happens when mm. uh, he missed. He misjudges the flight of the ball, and I think it's Zeko who ended up scoring. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's just a clangor, isn't it? And that that's why people criticise him so bloody much, and that's why people are desperate for a new centre back in the summer and stuff like that. And people say we'll never win anything with him, but I know we were five 0 up and stuff like that. But it's so it can snowball into such a big moment in games like these. Unfortunately, it didn't. Have a a, a a massive snowball in this game, but it's still a big moment in a two two uh, two legged tie, isn't it? Definitely, Steph, Stefan's bang on, right? We are a lot better defensively now. If you, if you just look, we've conceded two goals at the end, but one was just an absolute howler from Lovren. So you know that's just an individual error. That doesn't mean we're a bad mm-hmm. team defensively. That's just an individual error from Lovren, who's. He, he switches off sometimes, you know. We need to be really professional there. We got five nil, guys. We're in the final if you keep a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of his errors, and the penalty is just. I think it's really harsh. It's it's gone yeah, directly yeah. at Milner. He couldn't move out the way. It was one of those ones. He didn't know where to put his arms. He just kind of his leg came up. I don't know what he was trying to do. He just couldn't get out of the way of it. So I think that was a really harsh pen as well. And then all of a sudden, the narrative is, oh, you know, they did it against West Brom. They gave a couple of goals away because Salah's off the pitch. And then, you know, that error from Lovren, without that error, I'm confident we go 5-0. It's just, that gave them a little boost. They start thinking about Barcelona. They just thought, oh, hang on. And they can see the West Ham tyre. We've just conceded two goals in the last 10 minutes against West Brom. A bit of confidence. Football is all about getting a bit of a run going and momentum and you know we know that more than any other team because that's exactly how we function this you know this team we will just blow teams out of the water in 10 minutes sometimes and just score three quick goals and we had a bit of a taste of our own medicine in the last 10 minutes I was just happy after it went 5-2 that we kind of went a bit more sensible about things and just kind of took the 5-2 and just thought guys we'll take a three goal Three goal win to the away game, mate. So, um, yeah, all in all, mate, you can't, you can't really complain about the defence. All in all, it's just, 
those two small incidents. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I don't want it to overmar the other shadow this, this, uh, this joyous occasion, let's be honest. So we'll, we'll, we'll lay off Lover until, uh, till things cool down and <laughs> we can start talking about it in the second leg and then, then and, until, <laughs> until he's left, until he's left the club. <laughs> yeah. Then we then we can go. But Stefan, yeah. um, you brought up the point that we that we're better defence. I mean, it, it is just a it is just a a stupid loss of the head moment, isn't it, from Lovren? Yeah, it is. And and he's prone to do that. And somehow this season he always does it against good teams. I don't know. Usually he did it against shoot teams, and now he's doing it against the good ones. But it, it's Lovren, so you, you have to take this. But then. I think as a unit, we're not panicking. I think mm-hmm. if we didn't have Van Dyke and maybe Van Karius, and we can see the two goals in the quick succession that we did previous seasons, it, the last 10 minutes would have been a lot more nervier because we just tended to, to completely collapse. And now, okay, we considered two goals. We can still do this. And they it didn't create anything actually, right? So it was one uh, error from Karius. Mm-hmm. That one error from Lovren and then a, a pen that maybe is or maybe isn't a pen, depending on who you ask. So that's it. So it's two individual errors and one possibly refereeing bonder. And everything else, all other game, I think the, the whole setup of the defense is very, is very good. And it's just improving. And that's with Van Dyke being here only for like, uh, three, four months. And it will only get better as he gets a full preseason with Klopp and, and so on. So there's a lot, a lot of things to look up to. And I think the, the really bad defensive times are behind us now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we can only get better um, as relationships grow and stuff like that. And we, we've seen the uh, what the introduction of Karius has done as well. Um, obviously had the dodgy moment today, but through... Overall, he's he's been pretty damn brilliant um, since he's came into the team. So I don't I don't want to put his uh, his impact down as just down to Van Dyke as well. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely improving. Um, the summer business will be the summer business, but we've definitely improved um, from seasons past. Um, so happy days in that regard. Um, but I'll, I still won't come back to the goals. I'll, I'll talk about like positions on the pitch. Um, Sam, coming to you, I mean. The midfield was a weird one for me today. Um, I thought Ginny came on and was bloody excellent, and Henderson was pretty good defensively. Um, Milner got an assist. I don't think it was his most impactful game in the Champions League um, this season, but he was still good. It, it was just a weird one to kind of, but they seemed to lost control of parts of the game. But overall, I thought they were pretty decent. I think you're a bit harsh on the midfield, there, mate. I I, I thought. I thought Henderson largely was excellent today, mm. especially the way we're playing, which is so aggressive. There were a f- good few occasions where Roma had really good chances to break on us, and fair play to him, he put in some massive tackles and and winning the ball. Uh, he, he actually won the ball for the opening goal, didn't he? For Salah's immense true, true. top corner curler. Uh, I thought Henderson did a load of the dirty work today. Mm-hmm. He, he looked like a captain on the pitch. You know, I've criticised him myself a lot, but I thought he was fantastic today in that sense that he really, he looked like a captain on the pitch today. He, he was barking orders at everyone. 
He was giving Borlickins when he thought Borlickins were needed. He was putting massive hits in to stop any counter-attack that they were trying to, you know, trying to get. Um, as you said, I thought Wijnaldum played really good again. You know, this, his current form is slowly getting better and better, and he seems to be getting more and more confident. So I thought he was really good. Um, and then, uh, who's our third? Milner. 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 Um, again, he, he put in a hell of a shift. I'd like to see the, the numbers again. I haven't seen the distances run today yet, but I thought he put in a hell of a shit shift. He put in some really sneaky tactical fouls again when they thought they might have a chance to break. He just shut it down really quickly. Uh, as you said, assist again for him. Uh, so I thought the guys did really well. The only mm-hmm. thing, as you said, we just lost control in the last 20 minutes. We were five nil up a bit too soon. Like we looked at the <laughs> we looked at the clock and thought, bloody hell, guys, it, this could be ten now. But at the same time, I think we kind of tired a bit, or I, I I don't know whether we just thought that'll do, lads, and we, we put pulled our foot off the throttle a bit and and let them back into it. And it was at that point that the midfield seemed to struggle. So I don't know if they were tiring or what, but uh, all in all, mate, I thought. Without that midfield performing as it did, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been able to give the chance for the front three to shine. So I, I was really happy with uh, the central midfielders today. No, that's fair. I, I'm, I'd probably been a bit harsh on Henderson. I think I, I worded that poorly, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, he, he has he stepped up in all all these Champions League games, hasn't he? Um, I think it's fair to say he hasn't had the best of seasons. But in in the Man City games in this game, he, he's he's found a different level that yeah. um, that that we needed. I mean. Um, Stefan, coming to you, um, just your thoughts on the midfield, and then further, further on, uh, we are really, really light in midfield now. <laughs> um, so what are we going to do um, to manage these games then? I know we've only got one more semi-final, and it's kind of a normal schedule, but we basically only have three midfielders. Well, I think we overwhelmed them, overwhelmed them in midfield. I think they, mm-hmm. they had no answer for our physicality. And to be honest, the way they got back into the game at 5 0 was like they said five, six, seven doesn't matter, so we might as well try to score a goal and they actually did because of uh Lovren. But the midfield controlled the game excellently in my opinion. Genie Genie has uh Mustad and Bele potential. I think he's so tidy on the ball. He had yeah. some very yeah. nice touches. Uh, he had one chance in the first half where the, the ball just glued to his, to his foot. And he had a good shot and then he blundered a shot in the, in the second half that could have made it 6-1 and just killed off the game, which he tends to do. But I think Genie with, with Keita next season will be brilliant. He's, he's very tidy. He has an excellent first touch. I think he, he has the best touch out of our current midfielders. He, he, he's very good on the turn, mm-hmm. off the ball very quickly, and just amazing. He, he was amazing today. Uh, I don't think Ox would have done a better job, to be honest. Uh, hopefully he's alright, but yeah. he probably wouldn't have done a better job than Ginny. And Milner was, I think, the usual, you, you don't notice him, then he gets an assist somehow, and he's still done his job perfectly. Henderson, I, I like that he got a yellow card for protesting the penalty, like a true captain should do. 
and <laughs> and then he he put in some tackles, controlled the game. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely good stuff. I mean, and yes. I think we now have three midfielders, so that's what we have, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until the end of the season, it kind of <laughs> the lineup picks itself now. Uh, I mean, I think we just got to kind of hope Emery is kind of back sooner than people hope, <laughs> but um, and, and that Ox is uh, it, Ox isn't as bad as it, for, as it first looked. But if not, is we're it... going to have to bribe Cardiff into giving us Gruwich back. <laughs> there, there's a quote here, mate, from Klopp. Go on. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain is probably a really bad injury. Oh, that God. is bad news for us. The squad doesn't get bigger at the moment, so we need to be creative. <laughs> creative in the next few games. <laughs> creative! Was he going to create a human and put him in midfield? Um, it's going to have to be Ben Woodburn, isn't it, mate? He's going to have to just put on a bit of his wheels form and... Uh, Trent? Pluck it out. I, I, Trent I, I can play midfield, right? He, he, he yes, was a he midfielder, can. So maybe... That's an excellent shout. Um... Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, with Klein now back, we might have to do something like that. Maybe that's what he means by creative. But it it looked bad straight away, didn't it? His face told a story. So I, I'd imagine that's him out for the season, boys. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been such a... I don't want to say season. I think he's grew into it really well in this calendar year. I mean, it's been such a promising start first season that he's he's grew into such a role and he's got I think he's got season best numbers now and stuff like that but just just for an impact injury I mean he seemed to have got over all the all of the uh, muscle injuries and stuff like that and his body feeling and to get it like this it's absolutely gutting um but yeah the midfield issues I mean they've been there quite a while but this is the worst it's been in, in a in a bloody long time um yeah and the weird thing is, our, our, our young ones are out on thoughts as well. It's <laughs> um, bloody hell. But um, yeah, I think I think your trench out there, stuff is uh, actually a good one. Um, I'm not sure we'll see him in the six that he played for the under 16s. I think maybe we'll see him more as a an attacking one. Um, but I think I think we'll see him there, mate. Hell, I mean, my my dream is to put Moreno there just because it'd be funny. But uh, anything else? I mean, well, we can have we can have Albi on the wing and then move Bobby back to to midfield and Mo to be the center striker. Or we can put Moreno up front. (laughs) Uh, But but yeah, it it is a concern. But we'll we'll, we'll worry about that in future. Doesn't matter now. but we we've got two more goals to come, to talk about. I mean, I think it's the fourth one. Uh, similarly, again, just just to pass across the box after some brilliant brilliant work. I mean, as we said earlier, more more just just fantastic, just bloody fantastic. Um, again, assist. Um, and then for me, you know, for the top in, uh, I think it was. And then the fifth goal was a corner. I mean, I thought it was Van Dyke's goal at first, and then Bobby just kind of appeared. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those last two goals, Sam, just icing on the cake at that stage, weren't they? Yeah, I was so happy for Firmino. I thought he was absolutely exceptional today. And we we really saw the difference between against West Brom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, when he was missing, 
the, the counter-attacks just fall apart. He, he is so key to, to setting away the breakaway. His touch is fantastic. It's incredible that some of the times when the ball comes up to him, any pace, any height, he just brings it down. He takes a touch. He's strong. He doesn't lose the ball. And he sets the boys away. And he just did it time and time again today. So I was really, really happy to see him get a couple of goals at the end. I think it's something he's really deserved. Um, and he's so, so unselfish. So it's really, really good to see him pick up a, a brace at the end. That that first one of the two where Salah just absolutely rinsed the defender. I don't know which one it was. Mm-hmm. And the, the defender actually tried to pull his shirt. I don't know if you noticed. He gave him a little nudge, but he just completely sent him the wrong way and then as soon as he got to that area you just knew he was going to do the old as you called it the FIFA cheat goal which we actually banned when I was playing uh, football <laughs> games in uni because it was so it was almost like a glitch you know but it's it just shows how good Salah is that he can he can score a goal that you might deem a glitch it's it's like <laughs> almost unfair how easy he made it look so oh. yeah mate it's, it's brilliant and for me no Jumping like a salmon for the header as well. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant, and it was it was almost like a slow motion header because he headed into the ground. It was just perfect. It was just into the corner, not any massive pace on it, but you don't need to, you know. He just placed it correctly into the ground. Textbook five nil, and I was ready to go for a few pints at that point, even though I'm not. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it's. Yeah, just just brilliant, mate. And let's let's concentrate on that side of things. Yeah, yeah, I was, absolutely. I was Sorry. actually disappointed with Bobby because I thought he would score and all looked up in, and then he looked. So I was like, why, <laughs> why look? Yeah, he's ruined it. <laughs> oh God, imagine a low look goal in a semi final. Eh? Can't have it all. <laughs> um, but Stefan, I mean, just your thoughts on Bobby Firmino's performance, and I mean, just ignoring the goals. I mean. I think Sam brought up a, a very good point there. Uh, that at, at West Brom, it wasn't it wasn't the same with Danny Ings up front, but with Firmino today against Roma, who are obviously better opposition, it, it's just a different class, isn't but it? But he, he also created the two chances for Sadio in the first half. Oh, aye, absolutely, right? absolutely. So he's, I I think the. Uh, I don't know if he's actually underrated because everybody talks about uh, how he's underrated, but <laughs> but the the guy is just brilliant at, at what he does, and I don't think there's any other striker in the world who who has the same kind of skill set as he does. He's, so he's kind of a unique uh, kind of a player, and the header was and he scored some cheeky goals to be honest. The header was very. <laughs> Very cheeky, and then just good positioning, good finishing. He also had a good chance in the first. I think he had a first chance in the game, like really good chance that he kind of missed it a bit. Yeah, from the uh, right hand side. Yeah, from the right hand side. Yeah. But overall, he, he just makes us sticking. He's everywhere. Like you, you see him covering Trent on the somehow on the right back. Like why are you there, you're a striker? But he's just amazing. Thing is, he'll be covering the right back, and then he just appears as the left back as well. It's like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just mad. And I think the interchange that he he and um, Salah seem to have. I mean, Salah's obviously played as a 
as the wide right, but he, he just pops up as a striker, and then obviously you see Firmino just capable, willing, stri- just exceeding in the in the defensive work that a winger has to do. I mean, it he's so he's so bloody brilliant, he's so selfless, and as you said, no no other striker in the world could probably do what he he's does. He's very good at getting the ball and turning turning his body towards the the opposition goal. Mm-hmm. And he kind of drops a, a, deep a bit, and then he has more inside on his on both of his sides, and his and both and the three of them are facing the goal, and it's just scary for the defense at that point. Once yeah. you get the three yeah. of them fa- facing the the goal with the ball in Bobby's feet, you you, you just hope they're going to miss it because there's not much you can do about it at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Firmino does does his job so well. I mean. Sometimes he's, sometimes he's obviously not as lethal in front of goal as we as we like, but this season he just he just blossomed in that regard. And <clears throat> adding Salah to that, it, it, it's just taken on other levels. But um, um, we obviously mentioned the negative stuff. Um, but just just overall thoughts on the game then. Um, Sam, coming to you, we we've, we've won five two in a in a in a semi final of the Champions League. I mean. If any, if anyone's going over the top with criticism, I mean, obviously there is little talking points that we've we've discussed as well, but nobody can be going off it at those two goals, can't they? No, I, exactly, mate. As, as I said, it was just a individual error and a dodgy pen. So, in the grand scheme of things, they've 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 not really created that much against us today. There, there was that dodgy one where Carius tipped it onto the bar, but. If you actually watch the shot again from Kolarov, it's a hell of a strike and it does move in the air and it was going in. And in the end, Karius has saved the goal. So, you know, that was a pot shot from 25 yards as well. So, you know, we, we, we really defended well today. It was just unfortunate that a little bit of luck and a little bit of poor judgment from one player has, has, has kind of Put a bit of a dampener on it, but all in all, it's a, it is a fantastic performance. And just at home, we're, we're just an unbelievable machine. So going into the away leg, nothing but confidence, nothing but you know I, I I'm still expecting us to win the second leg as well. So yeah, re- really really happy, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stefan, we kind of saw a similar situation with the Man City game. I mean, we didn't obviously concede the two goals, but we were going into the second leg with a kind of worry. I mean, we were expecting like an absolute bombardment from Man City. I mean, can we learn from the Man City game and just kind of go into the second leg a bit more confident as a fan base? I think we we learned from the mass, the way we set up for Man City. We actually learn from it at halftime in that game. So I think Klopp at least has learned his lesson. Because that, that, that second leg, it totally changed at halftime. We kind of, uh, we expected a bombardment and we actually got it because Man City were just brilliant in the first yeah. half. Yeah. And I think Roma don't have that kind of firepower, but I think uh, unlike the Etihad, the stadium in Rome will be actually Rocking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they'll get a bit of a boost from that. But Klopp learned his lesson. I think the the, the way he, we played in the second half against Man City, which again it was a worse situation than because uh, we were already down in the like in the in the game. Uh, 
if we set up like we did in the second half in that game, I think we'll be alright. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a, a good learning curve, as you said. Um, the second, the second half, it was it was so much improved. We seemed to just grab the game by the scruff of the neck and then just control it and eventually win it. So hopefully, um, let's be honest, Man City are a better team than Roma. I know they're in the uh, semi-final. I don't want to be disrespectful, but if we if we can do that to a City team who were who were tearing up world football, we should be able to uh, manage a, a free game, a free goal. Um, cushion against Roma. I know, I know the stadium will be uh, will be bouncing and famed atmosphere in 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 Rome and stuff like that. Um, but we we should have enough to to manage a free a free nil uh, free nil cushion, as I said. Um, but Sam, coming back to you, um, kind of an eye on the weekend and then an eye on the second leg. I mean, we mentioned the midfield there, but. I know we've we've kind of got to get one more win in the Premier League to get top four, but we yeah. need to we need to secure the the Champions League semi final. So I I don't want to say under twenty three, but are we going to have to protect the first team for the second leg? Definitely. Um, I'm just fascinated to to learn the starting lineup for that Stoke game. Uh, that <laughs> centre that centre mid is going to be mental. Uh, I'd imagine, I think you don't really want to play Henderson three times in a week as well with no. his history. But, you know, I'd imagine Henderson might be playing. I, I don't know. But we can't have another midfield injury because we are down to the bare bones there now. So it's going to be an interesting lineup. Personally, I, I think rest as many boys as you want. I, I don't really care. It's, you're in the, I know obviously they need to try and make sure they secure top four. That is important. But what's more important is to try and win this trophy. And if the decision they make in that game on the weekend lessens Liverpool's chances of going through to the next round by 10% even, to me it's not worth, it's not a risk worth taking at this point. So, um, fully expecting a number of changes. I don't think he'll go mad. Because it's it's not something, you know. In the last game, he could have gone mad against West Brom, and it was only I think it was four or five changes. Mm-hmm. I expect something similar, but with the numbers lacking, we might have one or two boys making their debut on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, if if we're seeing names like Herbie Kane, Curtis Jones, etc., I would I wouldn't be surprised. I mean. The midfield, as you said, Henderson, three games in a week. He's got his own injury problems, similar to Watts. We've all, we've seen to protect him throughout the season. Um, mm-hmm. Ginny and Milner seem to be cyborgs from the future, so they they may play, but I'd, I'd prefer them not to, to be honest. Maybe one of them can play, um, possibly Ginny, because he can obviously play the six as well. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, Stefan, just your thoughts on on the game at the weekend, team wise. I think. The difference will be the same as uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Quine can play instead of uh, Joe. I don't know, but it will be Albie, um, Van Dijk, and either Quine or, or Gomez. And then obviously the big question mark is midfield, which Henderson shouldn't play. I think Milner can handle it uh, three games a week, and also Ginny can, can handle it, because it's, it's the last time they need to do it, so... Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they can handle it. And who plays instead of Henderson? It should be either Trent or or Woodburn. And then 
Sadio will play because I, I think he he missed uh, some time in the beginning of the season with the injury and the, the suspension. And then probably be Inks and Solanke again, like, like last weekend. And I think last week it, it kind of worked well. They, they, they uh, equalized with two set pieces, which which happens, right? So and I think th- there will be a lot of changes. And, and there should be because Anfield, Anfield will be rocking, I think, after this game. It will be buzzing. So even Solanke and Inks will get kind of a boost from the crowd. Maybe Solanke finally scores. We win, we secure top four, everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think the fact that it's at Anfield as well against Stoke, um, obviously West Brom in a similar position, if not a worse position than Stoke, but at the Hawthorns, they've obviously just had the boost of um, beating Man United as well. So I think this Stoke game should be an easier game um, and Stoke probably have a worse squad, but West Brom obviously have a better team, but they've just really, really underperformed. You'd have it. Big part, you enjoy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a change team, but I think we'll see a see a better defensive showing um, than we did at uh, at the West Brom game. So yeah, hopefully we see a change team, but hopefully it, it, it's just more more fit. Really, I think that at the weekend it was just really unfit. But but lads, I mean five two, five two. I mean. I don't want to say a man of the match because we're all going to pick Salah, aren't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, but um, just just a couple individual performances you want to pick out, Sam. I'll start with you. Uh, first of all, I just want to give a mention to Mane because, as he rightly pointed out, he did miss some great chances in that first half. Uh, there was that one where he was clean through and he scooped it over the bar with his left peg. I've seen him score that exact same type of finish a number of times, so I was, I was surprised to see him miss it. But did you notice his touch, his first touch to get him set away? It was absolutely amazing first touch. That set him away. Without that first touch, there was no chance. So, you know, I just want to give him credit for getting these chances in the first place. And he is one of those guys where he's either absolutely incredible or it doesn't quite come off but he is so unpredictable and and such a live wire that he really is an important player to us so even when he is making the mistakes and and it's not quite coming off he's still key to this attack because he's keeping the other defenders honest and they've got to watch him and I think it's then leading to more space for Firmino and Salah to do the biz. So I just, you know, even if some people might have thought he had a stinker or whatever because he missed a lot of chances, end of the day, he's ended up notching a goal and and he's been a live wire for the whole game. So I, I just wanted to give him a mention for that reason. Uh, as I said earlier, Henderson, I thought, was fantastic today. He was just what we needed in the centre of the park. A bit of an, a more experienced head in there. He was making the right decisions to just shut down the counter-attacks whenever he needed to. He was barking orders at the players whenever they were out of position. Um, so I thought he had a good game today. Uh, for me, no, as I've said, was just incredible. You know, I, I was nearly going to pick him for my man of the match. He was that good. Uh, but. It, it's really difficult when... You, you would have been wrong. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. I, I just wanted to do the hipster shout, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, you can't not pick Salah, obviously. The guy 
is a god. He, he is insane. So, and also, again, scores the first goal, scores the second goal. To, you know, the, the, the most important goals in the game, he, he gets them. And then he sets up a goal as well. So the, the guy, he, he's the one you want to turn to on the big occasion when things aren't quite working out for Mane, when he's not quite putting it away. Give that guy half a chance and he's the one that's going to win you things. So mm-hmm. just wrap the guy in cotton wool, do whatever you can, keep that guy fit and we can do, we can do anything. Absolutely, I mean, if this wasn't a post-match, I'd probably just be calling this the Mo Salah appreciation pot. Um, but, uh, Stefan, coming to you, I mean, any, any individual performances you wanna, you wanna, uh, mention? Well, like Sam said, first of all, Mo just didn't just score like regular goals. The first goal was amazing. The finish for the second one was just so composed, so perfect. And then the way he set up his, uh, he set up, uh, was it, Money, he set up money, right? I think he set uh, up money out for me, you know, didn't he? He got two assists? I don't know. I think so, yeah. I think so. It but, was just but, a big blur of more to be yeah. honest. He, d- he did, he yeah, did but, actually, yeah, he's had two assists, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah but, but the way he, he set up both goals, just completely skinning the defender and just putting it on a plate for, uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, Bobby and, and, and money, it's just, it, it's not just some regular stuff that, uh, a top-end merchant would say, right, would score. Just brilliant all around. So, it, Mo was obviously the one, but Ginny, I think, I shouldn't go underappreciated because he, he got out of stick and rightfully so in the beginning of the season, but he's kind of grown into it. So, he's been amazing for the last, I think, two, two three months now. And uh, I think Bobby, Bobby obviously had a, had a great game. Sadio, Sadio could have scored a hat trick, but he tends to do that from time to time. But I think Mo, Bobby, and and Ginny were amazing. Yeah, Ginny, Ginny was the one I was going to mention. So, um, uh, God, who who can I mention? Um, Van Dyke. I'm going to go on to the. Uh, Unvariables and stuff like that, but he's he's just added so much to this team, uh, along with Carrius, as I mentioned earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna break up Van Dyke and just he's just added something to the team that you can't really measure. But obviously he's, he's a bloody brilliant defender, but he's just improved everyone around him. Um, Robertson again, threat down the left. Uh, I think towards the end he kind of got a bit bit of ahead of himself going. Uh, Going, um, what people would say, full Moreno and sprinting up the pitch when he didn't need to, but I, I, I don't mind that sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think Robertson again was brilliant. Lovren, I thought he was, I thought he had a couple of moments, but he was, he was good throughout, apart from the uh, mistake. Um, Trent, I mean, last the last letter, the last tie. I mean, it, it was the Trent Appreciation Podcast, but again. Such a mature performance. I mean, playmaking from right back and stuff like that. His, his crossing wasn't what it what it normally is, but he's he just got he's just got a range of passing that's bloody bloody excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I think we basically mentioned everyone apart from Carriers there, so I might as well mention Carriers. <laughs> um, again, apart from the dodgy save, he was claiming everything pretty comfortably and looked all right. He was even giving Van Dyke a mouthful as as we said earlier. He's just 
he seems to be growing in confidence. I mean, forget about that dodgy moment. Again, it's just a, a comfortable game for him, and that's what we need from a goalkeeper. So, yeah, just a, just a bloody brilliant team performance, minus the last 10 minutes. I'm going to caveat that with, but anyway, screw it. 5-2, we should be through. Even though the last 10 minutes weren't that bad, because it was just a, a mistake and then a dodgy refereeing decision. True, true. Yeah. Um, just to put things in perspective as well, because you know how negative we are about goalkeepers. Did you notice the Allison Howler as well that nearly led to another <laughs> goal? It's like just a little bit of perspective that even the go- the goalies that we put on a pedestal and we think that are you know the answer, they, they all make mistakes, guys. They're goalkeepers. It, it's going to happen. They're in a vulnerable position. Even so, the is human. Yeah, you know he he's had a few stinkers. You know. It, Loads of keepers ha- do make mistakes. It's just you've got to look at it over a longer period. And I think now we're starting to see with Carius that over a longer period, the, the mistakes are becoming less frequent. You know, he wasn't brilliant against West Brom, I understand, but you know, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. He's a young, young goalkeeper in the grand scheme of things as well. So he, he's really developing. Um, and one one thing as well I want to mention was the. Which we, I don't think we mentioned yet, the absolute sitter that Winalda missed at 5 <laughs> 1. We were 5 1, and I thought, oh, bloody hell, we've given a goal away, and we've gone down the other end, six, six to eight yards out, I think he was, middle of the goal, and he's just done an air shot. <laughs> and then, sod's law, they've gone down the other end and had a penalty. It's just one, it was like, the, this Liverpool side, absolutely thrilling, but they'll never let us go to sleep. Completely easy, will they? They'll always have to oh, keep no. us on the edge, and I—I I don't know why it seems to just suit the team. I think you got to just embrace the madness sometimes, and just go, bloody hell, that was fantastic entertainment. And you know, that, at the end of the day, that's exactly what I'm watching football for—is entertainment. If you—if you take a step back, so guys, unbelievable, really, really enjoyed today, and just can't wait for the second leg. So if you Absolutely. want, I can add some numbers about Carlos and Van Dijk. Oh, so, God, man. Might as well so finish with some stuff. Van Dijk has played a little over a thousand minutes. We've conceded nine goals. In, in That's in the league. And mm-hmm. Paris has played a little over a thousand and five hundred minutes. And we've conceded 13 goals. So that goes up to around 33 goals in a season for both of them. Yeah. So that's, that's how good they that's yep. that's pretty solid compared to our we're usually over fifty goals a season I think do we <laughs> so uh, yeah that's a hell of an improvement yeah and it, and if we add to that I mean if you get below thirty you're pretty bang on for title challenge if uh, if you have the goal if you have the goal scoring capabilities we do so yeah it, it's it's just looking bloody rosy um, at both ends of the pitch and um, yeah um, but I think we'll finish up there lads I mean. We're going at the second leg with with one foot in the final. Let's get the second foot in, and then let's get to Kiev and see what happens. And hopefully, I haven't just bloody jinxed that because if it has, you can come back. You can come find me and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, lads, let, let's look forward to the second leg. But thanks for joining me, both of you. I mean, we'll finish with plugs. Um, Sam, you got anything writing writing wise? Uh, last couple of weeks I've written something on Milner and another article on Wijnaldum I'll be doing another one this week but I'm not sure on what yet uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter I'm at Sambo Evans 
Good stuff. And Stefan, you got anything in the uh, in the in the works? A few weeks ago, I wrote an article about the different lineup stats and the different combinations between the central defenders. I was thinking about doing the same for midfield, but turns out we've had a lot of rotation in midfield, and the sample size is very slow, uh, very low for basically every combination. So I'll probably do one on the full lineup, and it will probably be out in ten days. I, I hope so. That's what I got going. Good stuff, good stuff. And, um, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. I mean, hopefully you've had fun. Um, and this has added to the experience of the, uh, of the first leg, but, um, I'll, I'll be back after the second leg. Um, I imagine Sam will probably be one of the guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be in Kiev after the next podcast. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Podcast Network.